It is April 12th, 2020, Easter. Uh, I guess this comes out on April 21st, 2020. You are now listening to the Rough and Tumble Podcast. I can't like stop looking at this uh, picture of Simon Cowell that we have playing in our Discord group. <laughs> I was just I've been my staring at it this entire it. time. It's not gonna go away. It's gonna be there the entire time. I know you can't go anywhere because we're not we're not texting through it. You know what's nice though is that we can now send. You guys can uh, send a little gifts through there. We can yeah we can chat to each other. And no one else can see it. Yeah, I feel like we're a part of a of a. 1997 AOL chat room. I'm gonna type in. <laughs> there we go. You're gonna type in ASL. Yeah, I just eight <laughs> six location. <laughs> so for those of you that are out of the loop, we uh because we have to record all this remotely, we are um using Discord and we're learning about Discord because none of us knew about it. I mean, I knew about it. Me and Mitch knew about it because we talked about it using it for the podcast, but. I mean, like, it's a nightmare to figure out for me. I don't yeah, know. But yeah, but once once you – it's it's a really simple deal once you know how to use it. Yeah, but once, I think that's kind of what people say about everything. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. My They're grandma like, you know, Marathons are really easy once you start running. <laughs> yeah. Once you've <laughs> ran six miles, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Why stop? <laughs> um, and so we've got Stephanie uh, in the in – the, in our chat room. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, this will this will be like the the first time that that Stephanie has been on with both of us because the last time that Stephanie was on, oh yeah, um, I we was kicked off up. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny though. <laughs> um, that was a good episode. You know what I found out too? We complained a bunch about how um, people hadn't been listening to that episode, but if you look at the numbers, like this past couple weeks that's been the number one episode and i think interesting i think people just haven't caught up like in the past 30 days the women's episode was the uh, number one for a while i don't know if it is now yeah alex um our buddy from from england he actually messaged me today on instagram and um he's playing catch up as well he messaged me too did he really? Yeah. Well, this whole time I thought it was just a, a me and him thing, but apparently it's not. No. Um, but he said that he just heard the episode where I gave him a shout out for his uh, seminar. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was like six weeks ago. Did his seminar even get to happen because of uh because of because everything? of COVID nineteen? Stephanie, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you are you making? I'm walking cookies? through my house. <laughs> it's like, go ahead and open we're, the can we're recording now, a podcast. What Stephanie. Are you yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be quiet. But... You failed miserably. I feel like you have a cabinet full of those sweet teas again. No, but yeah, she's got I have a whole a cabinet. I can of... Go get real quick. Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta start every episode with that. What's funny is 
we always draw, <laughs> we always draw a lot of parallels with our friends the Hammercast, and it's like super subconscious. I don't think that either one of us realize that we're doing it, but like we make fun of Stephanie so much for opening the can of Arizona sweet tea. Well, on one of their episodes, uh, one of their guys is like opening the can just like literally into the microphone and to make it as loud <laughs> as possible. But I've think, heard you guys do that though. Yeah, yeah, that, the, yeah that's true. We're the, we have done we're that. the CEOs. We, we do that. <laughs> well, we do that in response to your uh, insubordination, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing it out of spite. <laughs> it's insubordinate. Um, okay, so my plan though was like when you're a kid and you're trying to sneak it open or if you're in the movie theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, so I was trying to open it just slightly to let the air out. It's kind of like Mitch's pee theory. So <laughs> I'm glad you like, said that because that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm glad you brought that back <laughs> so, up. Yeah. I'm glad so, you yeah, brought that back up. I was like, open it a little bit out, but it didn't work out well. Yeah, and that's how I pee my <laughs> pants. I got, a, I got a question for you guys. So um, we're at episode 33 today. Uh, oh, wow. which is fucking crazy. Uh, I'm still blown away by all of it, but I wanted to, I wanted to know, cause I was thinking about, we need to start like putting more Instagram, uh, shit out there into the world. And, uh, I was, I wanted to ask everybody like, what's their favorite episode? Now that we have 33 fucking episodes, like oh, what's yeah. everybody's favorite, you know? So I wanted to know like, what's each of your guys' favorite episode? Yeah, post it up on the Instagram when this episode comes out tomorrow. Just, I yeah. mean, we'll, we won't get them for another six weeks because apparently everybody's like months Everybody behind. Is but. Behind. but see, and that's what I wanted to do with the Discord is you could do like, uh, you you know, people could like talk to us through the Discord and answer questions. Which like I really that. like. Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. It's like a big, so look out for that people because we have that going. Um, who in the hell is talking right now? Somebody. <laughs> It's my roommate. They, she didn't know I'm on the podcast right now. I'm on the podcast. We're recording. It sounds like she was saying, "Who let the cat in the room?" She was telling. <laughs> what was she saying? She's telling me she just let my cat in my room. Oh, okay. We we all now know. Yeah. We all heard her. <laughs> yeah. I, she that was podcast worthy material that needed to be said. Oh my god. <laughs> So oh, I just want to say, man. yeah, <laughs> shut up, little <laughs> man. I want to say that Stephanie, you've brought the professionalism uh, of this <laughs> podcast to a level that that uh, a depth that I didn't think that it would get to, and I couldn't be prouder, honestly. <laughs> um, well, this is what happens whenever we, we do podcasts outside of the studio. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like I'm lucky that none of my kids are here. Like they all stayed at their uh, at their aunt's house, and so I'm the only one that's in the uh, that's in the quote unquote studio. Whoa, yeah. dude! Oh, there's my hand. Well, I'm just glad she didn't. You could have flushed the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So I wanted to know what your guys like Stephanie and Mitch's favorite episodes are too. I thought you were I, asking I like think the collective should... audience. Yeah, I am. But I think we also, all three of us, should answer that question as well. Oh, man. Um, well, Stephanie, you can answer because you were a fan before you were... Um, yeah, you've actually listened answer. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once I've recorded them, I don't listen to them. I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, the Rough and Tumble series of with uh, um, 
the jailhouse fighting. Oh, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. I, I, I really enjoyed that one. I think I was learning a lot. I was too, honestly. When we were, I was gonna say the the one when we covered uh, rough and tumble, American rough and tumble fighting. Mm-hmm. I think that I was think my that favorite. had a, some really good, um, uh, what do you call it, like tidbits, you know, like some yeah. like, really good. We had some pretty funny jokes. I mean, we had a really good Instagram um, Talking video about that came out of that. that biting wieners hilarious. off and stuff. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. a good episode. We need to like revisit that. I was actually discussing. That's kind of what I brought up. I discussed. Uh, I want to talk about Kano and Mitsuya Maeda mm-hmm. and like some of these people um, because a I think like some of those guys are like the renegades of the sport, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, and they kind of go in. They kind of fit into that what we were looking at, like the outlying martial arts, not like the traditional kinds of things that you would, you would normally hear about, but like those, those outlier different fringe sports, I guess what is what I would call it. Um, Speaking of, um, um, you were mentioning like the revolution is revolutionization of the sport and stuff. And um, one of the things during this quarantine that I've really been going back to is getting all over Reddit again. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I, I try not to post because I always post out of emotion and then I instantly regret it because then I come across like a dick and, um, but this blue belt, um, somebody (laughs) posted the, uh, here we go. (laughs) Someone had posted the Alan Belcher, um, Paul Harris fight where oh, yeah, they had, like I, a really good. I watched that this morning actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was a s- super awesome fight too. And um, they were talking about how Alan Belcher tried to put the twister on Paul Harris, mm-hmm. and uh, this this kid was like, um, he was like, because um, somebody had accused Eddie Bravo of stealing that technique, and this blue belt was like, yeah, I don't know why somebody would say that. Obviously, Eddie Bravo invented the twister which like just completely triggered me. Yeah. And um, because it's, re- it actually comes from what's re- called the wrestler's guillotine. It's yeah. actually a wrestling move off of the leg ride. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing revolutionary about it. And uh, like, I just, for some reason just went off on this kid. And then he, uh, he came back and he was like, well, well, I didn't say he invented it. I mean, he, he, he took the move and then he altered it. Yeah. Um, and, see, like, and then I went into this. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I no. You go ahead. The whole idea of like inventing moves is so, you know, the, I've always like there's moves that I've done where I'm like, you know what, I've never seen that done before. Um, maybe it's uniquely my own, but I can't ever say that it's mine. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and two, like, I've always felt I've always felt that like jujitsu falls under the artistic expression thing. So once it's been taught like once you teach that technique it's no longer yours to interpret so you don't own that anymore you know what i'm saying right like if i taught you how to do an arm bar i might have taught you my way but you're gonna do it your way ultimately um and like so that's gonna become your art your move and that's basically what i ended up saying back to him Mm -hmm. um because (laughs) but i was being a smart ass when i said it because I, i said that's exactly what I said. I said, I invented this one move where you put a person in a triangle and then instead of squeezing with your knees, you squeeze with your thighs. I know, I know it sounds the same as a triangle, but it's different. <laughs> and then his response was, 
what's your problem, man? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I immediately felt bad. Like, I was like, oh, now I feel like a dick. My problem is this goddamn quarantine. That's really what it came down to. I was just like, I'm sick of tired of watching these stupid-ass blue belts. This is why I don't get on Reddit BJJ anymore. Yeah. Um, none of, I cannot... I can't handle Reddit right now. It's too much, dude. Like, the, have you dude, seen it's the, nothing it's, but COVID nineteen? It's all conspiracy shit too. The conspiracy stuff is starting to really bother me because, like, people are starting to get way out of control about it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, going just way overboard. The whole I, Bill Gates thing. I was <laughs> just getting ready to say that. Yeah. I think there's some validity, man. I've seen the videos. Like, I've seen him saying some of the stuff that they're actually accusing him of saying. Okay. Like, he did talk about depopulation of the earth. Like, I watched the interview. A, there's, like... So, I, w- what's funny is, like, also on Reddit, I had read a thing about Dr. Phil, um, how he had, like, claimed that he had evidence to a murder. That like, he, he had got the, the murderer to admit to this murder on uh, on live television. And so he turned it over to the police, and when the police looked at it, they were like, this is completely doctored and all taken out of context. Like, the full version is completely different than what he handed over to him, right? So, like, instances like that, I think, are a lot of what's going on. And then, um, so, for instance, people uh, on Reddit were like, go check out what's going on at Bill Gates' Instagram. Um, People are sick and tired of his shit. Destroying him. Yeah. Every single one of those people was a QAnon person. Every single one of them. None <laughs> of, of none of them were a a genuine, uh, unique person that was like, you know, something like like a Mitch that got on there was like, you know what, this isn't right. Something something is up here. It was all people that have been like, just absorbing this, uh, huge conspiracy theory day in and day day out and i think that um there had to have been some kind of initiative for them all to do it uh like some kind of you know yeah on their reddit or something something on fortune or something like that yeah yeah to like we need to go and like mass comment on here and get the get the word out but if you if you look at like the words that they're using it's all like this is the great awakening and stuff like that i've seen that one a lot yeah and uh Go ahead. Go. Stephanie, do you have something? Oh, sorry. My phone's cutting out. Uh, Bill Gates was on a TED Talk, what, five years ago? Yeah, and that's, that's what everybody's was... talking about. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off. We talked about the whole show. <laughs> yeah, you guys, much show. you guys have already done the whole show. So this is going to be two-part episode now <laughs> before <laughs> the before the cutoff and after the cutoff. Um so what 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 were we even talking about? I don't remember. Stephanie was talking about something, and I cut her off, and then I thought I broke it. I uh, I don't remember. We started actually talking about uh, Chris Benoit and oh, well, okay. our our subject for the day. Yep. So because we were talking about QAnon and we that's what it was. About... Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about the Holocaust with. Oh yeah, that's the, what it was. We just got into the Holocaust, <laughs> and then. Did you hear uh, that? China is going to take over the world because they secretly have the vaccine. Well, fuck, we should have just recorded your guys' podcast. And we talked about that when we thought you were still on. Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we thought you heard all that. There was, I had a great point to make about all of that. 
and I don't remember what it was. I have all these great points like leading up to the episode. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna <laughs> make this and make this point, but then once ever I once we get to going, I can't ever think about it. Um, so Chris Benoit, let's get to let's get to that subject. I can't pull the, the paper potatoes. up in front of me. Um, That's all right. So I'm gonna be going off my expertise uh, in the Vice From documentary, the documentary that you watched. That I watched, yes. It's a good documentary, though. It is. Um, I think the interesting thing about the the Chris Benoit story to me is not, well, of course, like the things that happened were tragic and and all of that, but um, it leads me into a deeper rabbit hole of the whole CTE uh, and right. concussion thing, um, which I think I I think I'm starting to draw some like interesting ideas off of it, and I want to like start diving more into researching a lot of it because uh, it's pretty interesting to me. So, um, you know, you talk about the, uh, so for those who don't know, obviously there's probably a few people listening who don't know who Chris Benoit was or, or why we're even talking about him, but he was a huge wrestler, uh, back in the day. Um, he was a world champ with, uh, with, uh, Eddie, what was that guy's name, Stephanie, that you, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Now, did, did Benoit come from a wrestling family? Like, what, didn't, in Canada or something like that? Not that I saw. He was okay. just, uh, everything I read, he was just a big fan and wanted to get into wrestling. And he, he kind of started it the whole, like, at one point, he was even uh, World Japan. So, oh, okay. before you usually get into WWE, you go through all the other ones. So, you've got, like, ECW, which so it's was... Like a, it's like a, uh, a video game. Kind of. So, but when he was in ECW, that's where they do a lot of the chairs, the bats, blades. I mean, it's pretty. This was also pretty like her- still pretty her- early. Uh, I mean, this was like early '90s and '80s yes. too, when like mm-hmm. all of this was still really brutal. Um, oh yeah, and and there wasn't like any kind of regulation or attention on it in the way that I think that it should be. Um, because it's a, it's a pretty brutal sport or activity, I guess, <clears throat> to be doing things like hitting people over the head with a chair. <laughs> he he was from Canada. Um, the 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 family I was thinking of was the Hart family, like Bret Hart. Yes, and those guys. yes, yeah. He got in with Bret Hart, and yeah, he started wrestling with them. Um, he actually joined their their the Hart family dungeon, which was like their wrestling school there in Canada. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And his, uh, I can't remember the name of his finishing move, but he would dive with his head. Sharpshooter. Yes. And so the did you guys watch the the Vice documentary on it? No, I did no, not. So did not. they bring in a CTE expert. Um, yes. And he's talking about so the guy that that uh chris benoit got the move from i can't i'm not gonna be able to remember any of the names here but um the guy that he got the move from ended up with like huge neck problems and told them don't ever do this and then made it his move and then the guy before that apparently um had some sort of like mental breakdown and freak out 
or something well, the, like that? Well, the, sh- the sharpshooter move originally was uh, invented by a Japanese wrestler uh, named Ricky Kashu. I'm probably saying that wrong, but um, but it was popularized by Sting, who mostly does the standing variation. Maybe yeah, it. maybe that was the guy that I'm thinking. Yeah, of. and Sting's a huge wrestler, obviously. Uh, but for, this, from that, the CTE guy was basically stating that, like, if you go back through the history of that move, you can find a long, extensive history of uh, of injury because of it, like serious injury because of it, um, which I think is pretty interesting. I might be thinking of a different thing because this, the sharpshooter is is more of a like a Boston crab type, yeah, um, finishing hold. Yeah, it's not. So like, I think his that, was yeah. From it looks like it was called the bomb, and then he had a crisscross. Uh, crip- yeah, and then he had a cross face that he did. The old cross so, face. So it was. It said that he would like dive and headbutt you, and then uh, cross. Uh, yeah, do the cross face choke. So, Which kind of looks like a reverse rear naked when they're done. Yeah. Undertaker does it a lot. Diving headbutt and the snap suplex. Yeah. So his diving headbutt, just, he would oh. even do off besides the ropes, he would go up on ladders and do a diving headbutt. Well, and the thing is, is it talks about um, initially, like he was known as, as adopting like a physically um, dangerous style of wrestling. Um, you know, like it, 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 uh, I was reading about it where it said that he, uh, it was, he cultivated a high risk style of physical, uh, wrestling. And so like, I that, don't know how you could make it low risk to be I know, right? people off of a ladder, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, but he wasn't as crazy as like some of the guys in the Hart family or even Mick Foley. So these guys, you know, because there's, like I've told you, there's Hell in the Cell, which is that famous one where uh, Undertaker throws Mick Foley off of the, the cage onto a table. Mick and Foley his to- was crazy. His, his tooth comes out of his nose. Yeah. When he landed. That's um, like, Did you, had you ever, you ever heard of Dr. Death Steve Williams? Mm, sounds familiar. Yeah, he was like a huge. So he lived down the street from me growing up, and his kids went to school with me and my brothers and stuff. And uh, I had like I used to have like five hundred um, autographed pictures of that guy, and uh, I don't have any of them now. But he was a huge, like a big name in the wrestling world. I don't I don't know how far he made it, but he was pretty big. You guys remember? Uh, I don't think he was a real doctor either, though. You remember Captain Insano? <laughs> I do. One time I Captain tried Insano to see if shows I could no be mercy. on his show. <laughs> Yeah, that guy was a dick. <laughs> he was such a dick. <laughs> so the whole the whole th- reason that uh, Chris Benoit is even interesting, well, and I wouldn't say the reason that he's interesting, but the reason that we're talking about him is because of um, what happened after all of these achievements, right. in, uh which I think is a pretty uh, it it's a really interesting situation. It was a, a murder slash suicide of his uh wife and his uh child and there's a lot yes. of theories and and then of course himself there's a lot of theories that went on uh with it so i'll describe what the account that i got from okay uh the documentary and then you guys kind of see if what what i've found out lines up with what you guys have researched um the basic premise of the the murder itself though is he had 
come home and murdered his wife in a pretty brutal fashion. It sounded like he, uh, from what they said, like put, drove both of his knees into her back and like strangled her. Um, and I guess broke her spine some way, shape or form. And then, uh, went upstairs and gave his kid some Xanax and chilled for a couple hours, his seven-year-old son. Uh, he, he chilled for a couple hours and then ended up, after he probably went unconscious, uh, strangled him. Then he went downstairs, and this is the weird one Is to me, is like he went downstairs, found a, uh, or, or went to his home gym and got the, uh, what are those called? The cable machines. Mm-hmm. Wrapped that around his neck added weight to it then pulled the pin on it and that's like that's just such a cold and like purposeful thing that he did you know what i'm saying yeah it's it's like it's like something you would see in a movie you know like the way it it seems like how the rock would kill somebody in a movie right and like a lot of people were arguing that it was uh at the time roid rage was a huge uh, a huge thing and right. it, in the documentary so a lot of people say that uh that's not it that's not it, that's crazy but in the documentary they were saying that he he had like a- incredible amounts of testosterone in his system like way more than he should have and it was no well, yeah he was abusing he was steroids. anabolic steroids yeah it's not even it's not any there's no um there's no doubt about that and the the thing is is there there is a lot of clinical studies that are that have already been done and you can find these on the ncbi websites which is a medical journal that although it does increase in aggression it does not increase aggression to that extent imagine it's all about this (laughs) (laughs) you sound like zackety i was talking about this on the mats like back you know in the time before Mm -hmm. and (laughs) uh prior to the prior to the corona and um that's exactly what he said. I was talking about something. He goes, "Oh, is it because you all the steroids you've done?" <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Okay, you're the one with you're the one that has premature balding." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, they they have done a lot of different studies on that, and, and they have found that uh, it's not to say that roid rage doesn't exist. Uh, it does exist, and a lot of anabolic steroids to include include like Trimbalin and stuff like that. They do increase your aggression, um, but they don't turn you into a psychopath so if you're already an asshole it's just going to increase your assholeness yeah um you know so then now you you combine that with cte where you're you're dealing now with a uh, a mental capacity issue um and then you increase in ingre- aggression on that so now now you take someone who is now cognitively impaired and you increase their aggression well now they're going to have anger or aggression that they don't know how to comprehend and, and, you know, vent like a normal person. Yeah. I think is what I'm getting at, you know? Yeah. Um, I kind of have a theory on this too, on the, this is where I started really diving into like CTE stuff because Stephanie, we had talked about, um, I wanted to find, uh, some, some like boxers and athletes in high concussive sports from, mm-hmm. From like maybe like the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, right? Like these sports like boxing would be number one, right? Like that's the first thing that I would look up is like uh, violent or crimes. NFL. Yeah, or the NFL. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah that would be an, a, another good one. Is I wanted to look up like violent crimes that boxers mm. have committed before like modern times, right? Like 
60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, that kind of era. And there's like, I really couldn't find anything on it. Neither could I. I didn't find about Joe Lewis. And he suffered from uh, CTE. Yeah. Um, Uh, You can see, well, see, you can see like a lot of them. You can see a lot of the side effects, like the, the the trimmering and the stuttering, and like having problems with memory and stuff. But I haven't seen a lot of like violent acts. You know, like no, 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 um, huge, like crazy suicides, no murders. Well, there, so there was no crazy suicides, but uh, there was a there's a there's a um, a project called the Sports Legacy Project, mm-hmm. and they actually funded the examination of Chris Benoit's brain. They actually received permission from his dad to examine his brain. Yeah. Uh, they also examined the brains of uh, Mike Webster, Terry Long, um, Andrew Waters, and Justin Straczynski, who was – they were, these were all football players. Um, they all died by the age of 50. They mm-hmm. displayed similar psychological and behavioral profiles, and there was evidence of CTE. Uh, and then two of those, Long and Waters, actually committed suicide um, unexpectedly. And then, uh, but it, Mike Webster, who died of a heart attack, was one of the football players. He suffered from dementia, depression, erratic behavior, all these things after retiring. Um, so those are the things I'm looking for, though, right? So, like, yeah. I want to see the evidence of CTE, like uh, those side effects. I want to see the the progression of those side effects from back then, because surely that kind of yeah. behavior would be documented, like. Let's say that Sugar Ray Robinson, one of the greatest boxers of all time, who had over like 250 fights, all of a sudden just started going fucking crazy and like shooting people and doing these crazy things. Then back then, of course, like nobody knew about CTE, but now right. we'd be able to go back and be like, that's probably what was going on then. But I can't yeah, see. They to probably find all it. thought that they just needed to. Uh, they probably thought they were like possessed by demons or something, you know? Right. Or needed to take um, cocaine and flannel. It, it would still rub some dirt on it. It would still <laughs> be something that would be documented, though. And I can't mm-hmm. find really anything on any like boxers that's kind of out of the out of the normal uh, kind of like petty crimes and stuff like that. Uh, Which is wild because a lot of NFL players, and they're they're looking at this in the NMA, uh, the M in the MMA world as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the that Justin Strzelik. And again, I'm probably saying that name wrong. He actually ended up, um, he, he died when he was 36 years old. Um, and he had been telling relatives for years that he had been hearing voices. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up leading uh, police on a 40 mile high speed chase through New York at a hundred miles an hour, which on the wrong side of the road. And he oh, eventually, and he like ended yeah. up in a ball of fire basically. Right. Yes, exactly. Can I tell you yeah. guys what happened to me last night? Actually, this is fucking insane. It was one of the craziest <laughs> things that's ever happened to me. So uh, for the, everybody that doesn't know, I'm working for Postmates right now. I'm a general manager of my Postmates career. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I deliver mostly pregnancy tests. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, I didn't tell you I had to deliver. I had to go to Walgreens, buy this lady's pregnancy tests, then go drop them off at her doorstep, ring the doorbell, and run away like a little girl. Um, <laughs> Because of the COVID-19, like, they didn't want me to hand it off, right? And so, anyways, uh, Lizzie's been, like, she's wanting to do it as well to make extra money. And so she went out with me, and we went to Little Rock and ran some orders, and I was kind of showing her how I do it. 
And on our way back, dude, like we're getting off this exit. It's raining like crazy last night. We're getting off the exit and I'm like noticing that there's a car kind of doesn't look like it's where it should be. And I start looking in the middle of the exit and there's a fucking car in the middle of the exit sideways and like on its side. No lights. Nobody had any flashers on nothing. And so like I kind of like stop and pull off to the side. Thank goodness I saw it in time. And I'm sitting there like there's people around like this just happened, right? Like I didn't see it happen, but it very clearly just happened. And I'm kind of deciding like there's like 15 people there, so I don't really need to get out and help. I'm just going to be more trouble, but I can't get around. While we're sitting here deciding this, two more cars come up and just fucking smash into this car and go spinning off the side. I mean, like I was maybe five feet away from it. Um, cause I'd pulled up off on the shoulder and was in the process of being like, I'm going to squeeze through here and go through the other side. <laughs> and these two cars just nail this car. And then they drove off like nothing happened. Like they were, they didn't even <laughs> stick around to see if everybody was okay. They just drove off. Um, so that was my we're... car accident story <laughs> for the day. That's fairly insane. That's... I was coming, um, I was coming back from the gym one time and this is not nearly as cool a story as that. Um, cause nobody died, but, um, I, I, I was getting, I was going from interstate 30, uh, to get onto 67167 and this car just comes flying past me. And I remember as soon as they flew past me, I was like, that guy needs to slow down. He's being a real dick right now. And then immediately after that, four cop cars flew past me as well. Oh, they were in a the high best. speed chase. Oh, they were in a high speed chase. Yeah. I, thought, I thought like they were getting pulled over immediately for that. No, that they were sense. actually chasing this guy. I guess he was probably, you know, trying to get to Mississippi or, or Memphis or whatever. But I just yeah. remember like <laughs> the funny part about it was I remember thinking like that guy is being unsafe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How rude. How do, yeah. What's the plan? You know, like in a high speed car chase, like what's the plan? There is none. At the end of it. How, what are you going to no. do? Wh- when do you get away? You know what I'm saying? There's so many. There's always there's always a wife in the passenger seat saying, "Just pull over." Yeah, <laughs> I've seen the guys that got in crotch rockets and stuff get away. That's kind of oh, they will get away. Yeah. Um, oh, did you guys see that parade video that went around? A parade in Little Rock, Southwest Little Rock, where they had a Corona parade. No, I'd heard that. So I'd heard Little Rock banned uh, caravans because of something like that. But, caravans um, yeah we have a, do we have a gypsy problem in the area <laughs> yeah these damn gypsies <laughs> they had probably it looked probably about 200 plus people showed up and they were doing donuts in the parking lot off university and oh uh, you know yeah, they like, had let a, them do it like let them you yeah, know dude. go have fun stephanie well, quit ruining their fun stephanie quit telling on them <laughs> God. Dude, the uh, the Los Angeles mayor is offering rewards to people who are who who will snitch on uh, on their neighbors that are not observing the uh, quarantine social distancing thing. So, okay, how much of how much of whatever article you got that from did you read, though? All of it. All of it. Okay, and you yeah, feel nice like try, Johnny. you feel like it was accurate information. Oh yeah, I've seen it multiple times all over Reddit. Okay. Um, yeah, he's. <laughs> I believe it. He's. <laughs> he's. Yeah. So I didn't. The thing is, is I, I couldn't see anywhere where it, what the what he said what the reward was. So I think it's just going to be a firm handshake. Yeah. But uh, you know, like, 
but it does keep saying that that there's a reward and he's encouraging neighbors and i get it man like i get it like it's a weird line we're in a weird line right now because you're on one hand there's personal freedom Mm -hmm. that's being taken from us but on the other hand there's a real danger where we kind of have to like give this up a little bit you know but like the fear and i get it the fear is the let's say this is a a power move and so they go well you know it, it becomes insidious because hitler didn't just walk in and take over it was very insidious right and so it's like one of those things where they go look how easy that was and then they go hey guys sorry it's for your best interest um we have to extend the quarantine for another year right and then what's happening? All these businesses fail. And then who comes in? The government comes in. And then they buy all the businesses. And now we're in a socialist uh, or communist uh, situation where the government owns everything. I don't know. It's, it, you know, but like. There's a lot. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. The the thing that I was thinking, one of the things that I was thinking about it with, with it was like, if you were going to do anything, this is this is how it would be done. You know what I'm saying? That's what's the scariest thing is like, that's the scary part. As an adult, we know enough to go, this is exactly how I would do it. Yeah. You know, like if I was looking, but at the same time, a billionaire with a group of other billionaires to be able to do all of these things. There's, there's reason for like world domination or world power, political, whatever. Um, and just crazy people. But, but I, I just don't know that that's who we as, – as much as people may not like Trump and as narcissistic as he is and over the top, I just don't think he's that guy. I don't you know think he I mean? is like, either. And I, I don't – so the interesting thing to me though has been the people that – for the most part, the people that believe in the conspiracy side of it, that they're like bad people trying to do bad things to us through this virus have been – primarily leaning towards Trump supporters. Yeah. Um, believing that like yeah. the Democrats are trying to uh, take over the election, trying to do this and that and the other, um, which is again is, I just don't see, I don't see that side of it at all. I, I mean like, I, no, <laughs> no, I, but I do kind of see that. I, I and I, I guess because I, I see, know, I see where they're drawing the lines. But I don't, right. I don't, I'm not following those lines. You know what I'm saying? One of the things I thought was interesting, again, in my perusing of the Reddit um, was. Mitch needs to stay <laughs> the fuck off Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I never considered until today, actually, was um, I forget sometimes that Reddit is global. It's not yeah. confined to the U.S., and so sometimes I forget that the people I'm interacting with are from the UK or from Japan or whatever. They just happen to all speak English. Right. And, um, and one of the people said, um, I don't understand why you in the, you, you guys in the U S allow your, uh, government to do these things. And somebody brought up a point. They said, well, it's not us. It's, we have a bipartisan system. Mm-hmm. So basically two parties run the entire country and they don't always agree. And um, I, I I didn't think about that, but there are parts there are other there are other uh, first world countries or developed nations that don't have a bipartisan system. It's you know what I mean. Like 
So they probably they don't run into the same issues that we run into where we have a, a Democratic and a Republican side that go into a room and argue about yeah. things and then come to this really weird agreement at the end that's usually the lesser of two evils kind of thing. It's so I think the problems that we've gotten way so far off topic, it's incredible. Um, I know I'm Googling stuff to get us back there. Yeah, we'll circle back. We'll <laughs> connect the dots here in a second. It'll all make sense. Trust me. This all, this all will uh, connect together to make a big spider web. <laughs> but the, I think the thing that people are tired of now, though, is like, is a two-party system the system that we want? Is that the best system for what we need right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Government is not meant to be a. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think it's meant to be this thing that stays one way all the time. Like, is the way that we're running things uh, right now the most efficient? Obviously not. Obviously. It needs to be changed, and that might extend outside of the bounds of what we consider a democracy. And some of it might be like, you know, some of it might be little pieces of this idea, and some of it might be little pieces of this idea to turn into a, a totally different kind of government or something. But um, I think the the scary thing that most people have is like, well, if we do this, we're not a democracy anymore. Like, mm, not necessarily. We're still like, true. you know, as long as we, in which I don't believe that we've, we still have all of the same rights or anything. Like, I don't think that we have a democracy at all. I don't think that any of our choices even really matter whenever we're voting. Um, no, no. And that, that's what's interesting about, about where we are as a, as a, as a political system is that, less and less people are going out and voting because they've come to the conclusion that it doesn't matter. Yeah. But who the are the ones that are voting? The electoral system in place doesn't lend itself to the popular vote. So the the people that are making that decision mostly, I think are the ones, are, are, are your, are your uh, quote unquote liberals, the damn liberals. I think the, cons <laughs> I think the conservatives are the ones that are- Keep your hands off my vagina. Yeah. I think the conservatives are the ones that are that are at the polls the most. Yeah, um, no, you're right. They're the ones. It's the old people that are hitting up the uh, the polls. And I mean, it's just like the so every once in a while when I'm like driving through town, I'll scroll through radio stations, and I always stop on like the uh, the super conservative Christian channels where they've got like some radio host that's on there from whoever knows where it's like Nancy Graham or whatever, you know, who I'm oh, talking yeah. About? yeah, like those kinds Keep of people. Stuff. I don't even know who, the, who these people are. You don't know who Nancy. Yeah. Nancy Grace is who you were thinking of. Okay. But like those people, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, she was we're taking calls tonight about how, how the liberals are starting a war with the conservatives and trying to kill all of the Christians. We'll take your phone calls at 5 PM, you know, like that kind of thing. And it's, uh, who is up at, at 8 a.m., like at, at 3 in the morning when these things are actually happening. Well, what my point was like, what fucking war? There's always some battle that's going on, you know, like, and who, where's this war going on at? You know, like, it's mostly people just being like, hey, get your fucking shit together. We would like to live normal lives. And then them being like, oh, my God, is this big battle of uh, them trying to take all our right, all of our rights and so on and so forth. I don't know. The world's there are two crazy. words in the English language that I think are far that are grossly overused, especially today. And those two words are the word war and the word hero. <laughs> like, yeah. Or savage. Those two words. Savage. 
Savage is another. <laughs> yeah. Beast. Like, <laughs> that guy's an American hero. Mm, no, he's not, though. He's right. not. Um, you know, there there are very few of those in existence. Um, but if, you know, and the thing is, my grandmother thinks I'm a hero because I serve in the military. I'm not. I'm not even close. Like, I've never had one single act of valor in my 17 years of military service. Um, that's you know, a, And that's a pretty big thing of you to, I mean, that's pretty big to say. Coming from, sure. like, uh, you know, it's something like that. I'm sure that there's a culture of, like, I'm a fucking hero, you know, like a culture Absolutely. that you have to kind of stick up to. Um, that's yeah. That's those, a, are the, a, those are the same guys that at baseball games, when they say all the veterans, please stand and be recognized. Yeah. Um, and you can ask my kids and you can ask Julianne, like she'll, they'll, they'll tell you straight up. Like I don't stand yeah. ever for that stuff. Why? Because I work at a company that happens to also be the same company that goes overseas and fights wars for America. You know, like, yeah. um, but yeah, and, and then war is another one that I, I get irritated by, especially, uh, you know, it's overused in a lot of situations. Like, I'm going to war tonight with this guy in a cage. You're not. Right. You're not. You're going to go, you're going to go compete in a sport. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to war. <laughs> well, yeah, we've uh, you're going about to compete bit. in a sport. So, it has rules. To bring us, to bring us back, do you think that, uh, wrestling is a war <laughs> so do you think chris benoit was going to war whenever he was he getting into was. the squared circle <laughs> i think he thought he was and you know some when we i was talking earlier about the cte thing um you know we had bryce on a while back and bryce is terrified yeah of uh, of the possibility of cte um and we talked to tj brown about it and um what the fuck are you doing, Stephanie? I thought I had mute. I'm sorry. It's like she has no regard to the podcast going on. I do have regard. My dog keeps jumping. I'm trying to. I thought you were making a, a glass of ice, like just just pouring. I thought you just grabbed a glass that was made of pure crystal. This feels more then... like a conversation <laughs> with my girlfriend. Uh, than anything like <laughs> you're just like in bed right now like pouring a pina colada <laughs> uh watching yeah have you guys uh watched any good uh netflix shows have you been, been tiger king shows? i watched tiger king and i don't want to uh, talk about tiger king we, Can we, not... we started uh go ahead wait i'm not gonna talk about tiger king i promise um i watched it twice and then that was enough for me I was going to say, I don't want to do an episode season three on know. Tiger King. What's that? I was going to say, I don't want to do an episode on Tiger King. No, we're not going to do an episode on no. Tiger King. Netflix already did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They made a whole documentary. Good, it was called Tiger point. King. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but no, the Ozarks. Um, yeah. Ozark. I went, that's a, gr that's a really great show that was uh, well-written and well-documented uh, as far as uh, fluidity throughout the seasons um, yeah. and character development. But yeah, I'm sorry. Show. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's past my bedtime, y'all. This is 10 o'clock right now. I know yeah, a lot of people don't realize that we're actually recording at 10 o'clock at night as opposed to our normal noon. Yeah, I'll be up till 1 or 2 getting all this done. Which explains why Stephanie's pouring her, herself a glass of wine, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's 10 o'clock so, at night. I've been watching so, Community. If you've ever watched I that. started watching that too. Yeah, we started watching that also. 
Um, I never really gave that show a chance. Um, I'm a big fan of um, of uh, what's. Don I always mess this up because when I try to say his name, it always comes out as the wrong guy. Chevy Chase. But the no, Jeff, no, I'm not Joe a Joe McHale. Joe McHale. No, um, he was he's the black guy. <laughs> Donald Glover. Ah, there we Donald go. Childish Glover, Gambino. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see, you guys like how the I only had to say that, and you guys <laughs> just knew who it was. Well, I said Donald Glover the was the first name I said, and you said no. Oh, I didn't hear you. I thought you said, all I heard Stephanie say was Chevy Chase. Oh, no. I didn't say Chevy, Chevy Chase. I said, I said Joe Miguel. Mikhail. I said Joe Montaigne. That, <laughs> no, that's right. a great show, though. Sean McMahon. Well, because I always mess it up and say uh, Danny Glover instead of Donald yeah, Glover. Yeah. Uh, which but, they actually have a joke on in that uh, show about that. Like Donald Glover oh, says really? that Danny Glover, he tells uh, uh, Abel or whatever his name is, he tells mm-hmm. him that. Uh, that Danny or that uh yeah that Danny Glover is his dad, or like <laughs> his awesome. uncle or something. Dude, Steph- that, Stephanie, you had one. The show is honestly saying? super funny. Yeah, it really is. Go ahead. I've Stephanie. watched John Wick one, two, and three. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that you uh, said you were gonna watch that. Um, I'd never seen them before, and they were really good. And yeah. I've learned that if I have a knife and I'm having a hard time getting it to stab somebody, you should punch the back of the knife. Oh yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. just put your, you know palm it or whatever yeah 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 that's standard procedure standard procedure uh, over here and it did influence me i'd like to take a marksman class i think that would be fun say that again Dude, shooting what? guns is awesome a marksman class yeah yeah that would be pretty fun when this is over we should go do paintball oh or yeah, get an apartment together idea. we should Wait, all get an apartment together <laughs> <laughs> the odd couple uh, um you know, Mr. Dring actually, he teaches, uh, he's like a, a, he does all that stuff. I don't know what it's mm-hmm. called, but he like teaches the Pulaski Sheriff's Department or something or another how to do all of those things. Uh, we can I have him. started hoarding ammo again since the pandemic started. Yeah, I Mitch, you that. could probably uh, take us on a, on a run somewhere. Definitely. When are you going to take us on an airplane ride? Yeah, I can, probably, I can actually uh, arrange that once this is all over with. We we do incentive flights all the time. That'd be sweet. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, I could probably hook you guys up. We haven't done one in a while, but it's got to be some coming up. Um, I, I mean, you did next, take the Kendall Matt Ferris up on a plane ride. Yeah, that thing disappeared, and and everybody blamed me for that. But I don't know where it is. <laughs> well, last time we saw it was on a plane with you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know, and everybody keeps saying that. Um, but I feel like somebody, I think like Chuck had it after me, but I don't know. So Chris Benoit committed uh, well, suicide with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with. Well, I would like to say, all right. So Vince McMahon and the whole WWE industry did completely try to stay on the steroid side. But since then. Because it was the easy one. You know why they did that? Because, because, because you can control that. And that's why. Because. If you go, oh, it was steroids that did it. It's not because we're putting our athletes through, you know, extremely dangerous techniques and maneuver at your expense or their expense so that you can be entertained. Instead, we go, no, he made a conscious choice to take a substance, and that's what led to him causing this to take place. But not so- the fact that we pressure them to make, you know, more and more extravagant um, feats of danger for your entertainment. Jesus. Yeah. Well, and warning. so over time, and it's not until the last, probably the most recent years, 
is if you're injured at all, you have to be, it's a suspension. Like, you know, you have yeah, the, to take time off. Yeah. The UFC has done that now too. The, so that's, Which, I don't think that's actually even the UFC that um, does that. Cause it's, I think it's the commission. Maybe it's the Nevada. Yeah. Maybe it's the Nevada so, uh, athletic I, commission. I know with the Arkansas um, athletic commission, which is a joke. Um, yeah. And I have close friends that work on the Arkansas athletic commission and we'll call it a joke, but uh, <laughs> their their rule is like a I think it's a thirty day suspension for a TKO, a sixty day suspension for a KO, and so I think that's pretty much the standard. Uh, thirty days off from all training. Uh, oh no no no! They've changed it to if you get a KO, then it's until a doctor gives you for, uh, notice to go back to training. Yeah, because when TJ got um, knocked out. He he wasn't like Matt didn't uh, Coach Matt didn't let him spar. He wasn't allowed to do anything. So he just started doing jiu-jitsu. Like he got really really good at jiu-jitsu during that time, which sucked for all of us. Yeah. Um, because when that dude puts his brain into something, no pun intended, like he he goes full out, and and he got really really sick at jiu-jitsu for a while there, uh, to the point where I'm glad he went back to doing mostly kickboxing. <laughs> um, yeah. So. One thing that they found with the Chris Benoit situation with the CTE and stuff is they they did confirm that he had multiple concussions uh, within his medical history, like multiple concussions. And so, Johnny, you can probably speak to this more than I can. Um, I've I've only been knocked out one time, um, and I feel like I'm totally fine. Um, but the 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 trauma that is in that it, well, the sheer force that it takes to cause a concussion to begin with, yeah. Uh, at least a noticeable concussion. You know, they say people have concussions on a regular basis. Uh, it doesn't take much to cause your brain to rattle around in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for it to be something that is like medically um, transcribed into your your medical records, it has to be a pretty significant event. Um, right. And usually, have you ever been knocked unconscious? Yes, several times okay. actually. Um, so the, and I have a, I have a interesting point to make about this too, I think. Um, because whenever I watched the Chris Benoit, uh, thing and they started talking about, uh, concussions and somebody had said, uh, you know, I've had, well, I've had over like 10 concussions and the doctor's like, oh my God, um, dude, I've probably had close to 10 or more concussions. Oh, and now we got to watch you. I don't think that I've had them nearly as severe as a lot of these people are. Cause I think some of right. these are like. These guys are going fucking flatlined for like, you know, several oh, minutes. And I've had a couple where I went where I was like out out. Um and then a bunch where I was like, you know, I kind of a flash knockout or um kind of like you get dropped and then you recover but you're not okay for a couple of days. Um mm-hmm. that kind of situation. My theory behind it is though is I haven't found a single situation like this where they've talked about a personality change, some sort of like violent act or crime or suicide where there wasn't drugs or alcohol involved and that we haven't talked about that with this Chris Benoit situation is the entire time this all was going on he was a severe alcoholic he was drinking a lot yeah the day he killed himself I was telling Stephanie about this offline <clears throat> what he he, t- he drank two 12 pa- or two six packs of beer and a bottle of wine yeah and so I think I think that it's the long-term effects of not just the concussions but the drug and alcohol abuse that maybe well, the he, concussions led you to do, uh, you know, like predisposed you to, or, or gave you like, uh, the 
inhibition to do so or whatever. Um, I think that's what's maybe leading to the adverse effects of the CTE of like killing people and going crazy and that kind of thing. Go ahead, Stephanie. Well, that was, yeah, what I was going to say is everything I read, everybody, these athletes that suffered, suffered from severe CTE, like Sugar Ray Robinson, it said that he at first lived a very lavish lifestyle while he was fighting, but then he ended up suffering financially later, developed Alzheimer's and died at just 67. Mm -hmm. But he also had an alcohol problem. Right. And they realized it was CTE. The youngest person that didn't seem to have any situations, he was only 17. And he had a a severe concussion, and then he got hit again too soon. And he died from what they called second impact syndrome. Yeah. So it was without taking any time off. It was, yeah, he had head trauma too soon after sustaining an initial concussion. But yeah, he was only 17 so and he had already showed early signs of CTE. It sounds like if my, my point is that though, like these concussions have gone on for as long as humans have been alive. Right. And like, so have violent acts. So we can't always, we can't tie all violent acts to concussions, of course, but when do, how do we start linking previous acts um to cte or these these concussive related problems and how do we figure that out because i think that would start to make more sense of what's going on does that does any of that make sense it's past my bedtime yes. i can't i can't talk right now um because the, the drugs and alcohol are just a, a constant theme through all of it and i think that's what's that mixed with the cte is what makes people finally snap well, and and lose it the the drugs and alcohol i think are a side result of the depression and anxiety that come along with the development of cte yeah, yeah. well it's like a circle you know like they drink because yeah, they're you're, unhappy you're drinking and, and taking drugs to to mute the the anxiety and the depression and everything which in turn you know is causing other problems yeah so if you had a person that had the same amount of concussive pro- damage like the same amount of concussions or whatever and severity obviously you can't do this but if you had one that had all these concussions and never did any drink uh, alcohol or never had alcohol problems or drug problems and then you had one that did um what i wonder what the outcome would be between the two of them how much difference would it make uh the alcohol and the drugs i think it's an accelerator to the cte i think is the point i'm trying to make yeah yeah i can see where you're coming no. Um, and I think I think good with any kind. Well, if any kind of substance abuse, especially with drugs and alcohol, that you're gonna, it's gonna do damage to your brain as well. So when you're already deteriorating, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's my non-scientific <laughs> analysis of of the CTE problem going on in the world. Uh, but the so the other interesting thing too was he had gone into like a severe depression before all of this because his uh his partner what Dave Guerrero is that what his name was mm-hmm. Tiffany um, yep Dave Guerrero Eddie Eddie Guerrero Eddie Guerrero I'm go. sorry <laughs> he yeah. had passed I like away. how I was 
I had complete confirmation by it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do that all yeah, the time. Whatever you're saying is right. Dude, we also have a record review to do today, uh, tonight. Did you guys listen to it? Which record? Brain Pain by Four Years Strong. I'll do it while we're talking. <laughs> uh, what's funny is in the in the episode when I was trying to tell you guys, I was trying to tell everybody to listen to one of their albums. I I gave I spouted off one of their song titles rather than the album title. But the funny thing is, I have the album title tattooed on my goddamn arm, and I couldn't remember wow. the fucking name of the, the <laughs> album. Like, it's like it is, you're like, if there was only something nearby that could remind me. <laughs> yeah. I have rise or die trying on my on my left arm because of that album, but um, yeah, we got to do that, uh, dude. I just during this conversation, I just, I googled Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. and there's some really fucked up memes. Oh no, like dude, there's one that has this picture and it says Chris Benoit, and it says they were supposed to tap. Oh no, that's <laughs> and then terrible. there's another one that says no. Chris I don't want to hear any more of these. <laughs> that was sad but funny. That guy has an some of them. That guy left so an bad. orphan son. That's another piece that we left out of the puzzle. There was okay. he had a he had a son that was at a birth or like a sleepover. The whole yeah, he time. went on to become a wrestler, and now he he's like is his name the orphan? Um, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was <laughs> so really terrible joke. <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> his wrestling name. <laughs> What would this? What would a special move be? Uh, <laughs> the crippling depression. Yeah. Uh, I don't, Severe alcohol abuse. I, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, It'd be the hanger. This oh, Stephanie. <laughs> this poor kid has to come home and find out that is he's an orphan overnight. Like, can you imagine how Insane, terrible? Dude. And he he claims that. Uh, the WWE, nobody, nobody, they basically just completely cut ties with them. Nobody did anything. Nobody talked to them. It makes yeah. you wonder why, though. Like, it makes you wonder quick to to, to play damage control. Because they, <clears throat> they, they fucked up because, early on. When, I mean, that's what Vince, the whole McMahon family has always done. They still don't talk about the guy that, and I need to look it up for, I jacked this up but the guy that fell from the rafters and died in the middle of the ring that's not that's not entirely fair though because they did so no it wasn't hard they did an episode um or they did it right after the murder slash suicide before all the details came out they dedicated a whole three-hour event uh to the his memory and his wife's memory and all of that stuff and then afterwards it came out that he had murdered his whole family. And then that's when they were like, whoa, we got to put the kibosh on all of this because now we're supporting a murderer and we, our name is tied to this. So we need to like cut ties. I get it. I understand what they were doing, but I think they made a lot of decisions uh, under stress and a little bit too quickly. Right. I apologize, bitch. You're right. Owen Hart's the one that fell from the rafters. Yeah, I knew it was one of the Hart brothers. I knew it was one of the Hart brothers. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I remember that happening. I don't. I don't know anything about like them not talking about it or anything, because I watch real sports. Um, Yeah. I don't watch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I tried to get into wrestling. I I just just couldn't do it. I know a lot about it because I had friends. I never could really get into it. 
I was in the crowd. I'm on one of the Smackdowns from like four oh, years yeah. ago. That's your claim to fame. I, w- I want to be into things like that. I want all I want is to have like more passions, you know, like <laughs> more things to be excited about. Uh, but I just can't seem to bite onto that one. One of the other things I started doing during the quarantine is I started playing UFC three. Oh yeah, did and, you get, uh, did you get an Xbox One or Xbox three sixty? Did we ever decide a that one? It's a Xbox One. So we can play video games together now. I was going to ask you about that because um, I have. I tried to play um, <clears throat> Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, but it's too hard. Yeah, it is pretty hard. I'll give you because we'll, everybody's really good. We'll play. We'll play a good one. You need to check out Far Cry Five. Okay, I've been playing that a lot. Um, the the basic idea is like I've been wanting to talk about this on the podcast because I think it's funny. Uh, but you're <laughs> in Montana and you're taking over. There's a cult that took over like Montana, like this huge valley in Montana. And you're you have to go in and like take over this cult, but it's fucking hilarious. Like, they they uh it's centered around this drug bliss, and they just sit around and get high all day and like. So it's the know. Manson family. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's a, it's like hipster Manson family. Um, yeah. And you just run around killing hipsters all day. It's it's awesome. That sounds awesome. I yeah. Love it. And we can like tag team it where we both go in and just uh kill hipsters. It'll be great. um so i'll go ahead and do our album review since everybody's been (laughs) we've had a lot of requests for album reviews and uh what was the name of the album again brain pain and it's not i listened to it it's which one four year strong yeah four year strong brain pain the um the band i've been a fan of four year strong for i mean rise or die training came out like 15 years ago, I think. And I have that tattooed on my arm. Like that was a huge record for me. But one of the things that they're no, have you listened to any of their music, Mitch? Has anybody listened to their music? Is they're they're very like riff heavy, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the things that I really loved about them. But I think that their formula is just gotten stale. Um, Well, and you find that, and I think you and I have talked about this before and and I hate to bring them back up because I know people are probably, tired of hearing me talking about it. but not a, brand new is one of the few bands and of course they've even still made it and i know that we aren't going to talk much about them because jesse Lacey is a pedophile i don't um, care they make fucking fantastic they make music. Fucking i can't <laughs> like, i'm sorry I guys i don't want to like, support this guy but jesus he's just a, such a talented artist he's so good <laughs> um i've never listened to lyrics like I can tell you that if you're going through a breakup and you just really aren't okay with the other person on the end of the breakup, listen to anything off of uh, your favorite weapon, my favorite weapon. That entire album is just, I know we're not doing a review on that one, but um, that whole album is literally just him talking so much shit about his ex-girlfriend. And it's in such a poetic way. It's all about a 15 year old. (laughs) Uh, well it's funny that you say that because i watched a documentary uh on amazon that was pretty decent actually on fugazi um i don't know if you're familiar with fugazi yeah fugazi's really good so that's that's are you eating are you eating a sandwich stephanie (laughs) no it's my dog (laughs) she's whispering to your dog now she's she's in my face (laughs) <laughs> I've been telling her no because she keeps wanting to get in my face. 
Uh, you you know, I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> so Sorry. one thing I will say about Four Year Strong, um, that. Oh wait, wait, I, hold I, on! I got it. <laughs> I got oh, my go point that I was gonna make. So, Fugazi, their um, their singer, he he kind they all of Fugazi comes from like a a hardcore background, a hardcore music mm-hmm. background, and this was like '80s, so it was like very punk rock, um, kind of thing, uh, late '80s, early '90s. So, he, what he was saying is like with hardcore, I had to get away from it because it's stuck in this like ritual of like you have to fall into this this mold, you have to do this do things this certain way. And if you fall outside of that mold, then you're no longer hardcore and you've lost your credibility. And um and so what Fugazi was was them branching out into and they ended up like forming kind of their own style of music by doing by pushing their boundaries of hardcore. Um Title Fight I think has done a lot of that. Brand new does that a lot with their music, not necessarily branching out of hardcore, but just branching right. out of what their mold was. And what I think that we're four years strong screwed up is they, they stuck with their formula cause it worked so well. Mm-hmm. And now it's just getting stale. There's no like, well, yeah, go ahead. You know, I, I saw, cause to me, they, they sound a lot of, um, they remind me a lot of rise again. His vocal styling is similar. There's two vocalists. Um, they do a lot of callback yeah. stuff, yeah. Oh, I didn't know they were doing call and response. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the 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 riff style and the the drum beats, especially, you know, echo a lot of um, of your typical kind of post hardcore sound. Yeah. Um, and then vocally, uh, initially, at least the the parts that I've I didn't realize it was two vocalists, honestly. Um, of course, I didn't for a long time. I didn't know Under Oath had two vocalists either. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and so you see a music video, but um, I told I, you, I hear a lot of. Go ahead. I saw. Uh, I saw Under Oath. That was one of my like, uh, maybe one of my earlier shows. I remember having like, you remember those ball uh, chain necklaces? Of course, I, I have a picture with me wearing one of those. Yeah, I think I was wearing one of those. <laughs> And, I took uh, my uh, a my eleventh grade uh, high school photo. I was wearing one of those. <laughs> I'm pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I did my, for my senior year. My but, grandmother has a. I'll, I'll have to post it. Um, she has, she she still has it, but um, but yeah. It, so it has that that electric drum sounding pound post hardcore sound in most of their stuff. Um, and then, and then you have the rise against kind of influence to it, but not to. It's more of a melodic version. Of course, the riffs are nothing like a rise against, in my opinion. The riffs are more, um, almost like mute, not mute math, but like almost math rock um, type. A little bit um, with like metal kind of influences. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the but, thing that I think, uh, so they're catchy is is fuck. Every single yes. thing they do is catchy. Yes. Um, and they have very very simple lyrics whenever you read them. But then when you hear them, it's like, wow, this is really intricate. And this is like, there's a lot going on to this. But when you break it down, it's actually really, really basic and simple lyrics. Um, Dude, like one of my favorite um, songs by them is called Get Out of My Head. Yeah. Um, And you were talking about the lyrics. And it's funny because the first lines of the song, and and they're super simple. But like, again, it's it's really cool um, because he says... I just want to fall asleep, drift away, I wake up in a dream where everything's still fucked up, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah. 
Like yeah. that's that's in my opinion is like, I think everybody feels that way. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like you you accept the fact that everything's fucked up, but you're like, you know what? That's fine. I just want to be in a dream where it doesn't bother me. They have this like things are fucked. This intricate way of simplicity, like it's very it's very uh, it's like very poetic and and complex sounding, but it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um. But I think, but I think that over time, has just started to get stale because yeah, you can't do that formula for very long. I and so, like, uh, I I would have like for for them because I I have them on a couple of playlists. That's the reason I know. Yeah. Um, they kind of pop up on some of my Spotify playlists, you know, because of the things I listen to, and I've always liked the things that popped up. But you're right, like, I can't put, I could never put two other albums back to back in rotation. And listen to them all the way through. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because it's literally like you're listening to almost the same wave, you know, wavelength or, 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 or like sound wave for the entire duration. Yeah. Which is sad to me because whenever I first heard them, I was like, this is, this is the next wave of pop punk, post hardcore kind of music. Sure. Um, and I listened to that album. I listened to that album from here to California. Like Jesus Christ. I 100% did. I listened to that album. So that rise or die trying album. Um, so, you know, an example of a band that you were talking earlier that never progressed. Um, and I mentioned, you know, that, that brand new progressed heavily. Uh, and then they kind of stopped, you know, they, they progressed from album number one, album number two and album number three. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, my favorite record by them is, um, um, God damn it, I feel like an asshole. Who are we talking about again? Brand new. Brand new. The Devil and God uh, Raging Inside of Me. No, and thank God that's not my favorite. Um, or Daisy. Because that's everybody else's. That and Deja intend to. But no, Daisy. Daisy's my favorite yeah. by them. Um, you know, a band that I, I think like... has gotten stale is uh, Tool. I'm not yeah, a big fan. No, I would of agree. Tool. I would agree 100. The last three records they put out, I have not even listened. And you know that I'm a huge Tool fan. I have not even listened to the new album. I, it it just there's nothing about it that I that appealed to me. What's the song? Like, what's the song that goes? It's like heavy bi- bass riff. Whatever yeah, song that is, that was like their first hit. Schism. Yeah. 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 Everything after that has sounded just like that. Well, their first big hit was Sober and then Prison Sex. And then after that came um, Stink Fist and... None uh, of this sounds like music that I want to listen to. It's like... They were super sarcastic in their early days. Yeah. (laughs) Butthole sweat. Um, There was a there was another band. Oh, I had another band uh, that we could talk shit on that's stale, but now I can't think of it. Um, AFI was the band that I kept trying to bring up um, when we were talking about the progression that they made. Because when AFI was originally, you know, and they had the the album All Hallows Eve. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to AFI. They, I, I was a huge AFI fan. I was a huge Nitro Records fan. Too. I was never. I couldn't. I could never get into them. I mean, like I listened to them, but I just they. I don't know what it was. They were about just. Them. They were so larger than life for the record company that they were attached to. And yeah. you know what I mean. All my friends <laughs> so, were like heavily into them. I just could never get into them. 
I just was a huge fan of their early work and because Jughead's Revenge was oh that's a band I haven't been so long was Jughead's Revenge was so good. Um Guttermouth, like I was just I just typed in Nitro Records. I'm kinda going down like this oh yeah weird the vandals uh, were huge. I album. like Trivium. Trivium? You like Trivia? That's uh Trivium. That's like a yeah. I remember them playing like really heavy, fast uh fast picking. It was all like all that like uh tremolo picking this was called there uh i'm starting to i'm starting to form a more complete picture of the music that stephanie likes and i, I figured it out like from day one. Oh really i probably i don't think y'all have me figured out i don't judge well, I, do. I don't you have judge the people. worst taste of music i've ever met in my life <laughs> <laughs> you, stephanie you have not you've not given some some good uh examples recently. I don't recently. give y'all any recommendations. What was the other one? I don't Motion, have the same recommendation. Motionless uh, and white or something? No. What was it? What white. Motion. I don't know. No, whatever it, it was. It's got a female I heard singer, Stephanie's favorite it? band was Puddle of Mud. Oh, no. It was never Puddle of Mud. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> it was never Puddle of Mud. <laughs> uh... Can we talk about two? I'd like to dive into one day. Like, I really want to know how the radio stations are staying afloat. Like radio oh, yeah. stations. Like, I talked about this on the episode that I did by myself, where uh, every every town has a the edge, you know, or like uh, the the static, and it's all like Rock 107. Yeah, and it's all like yeah. fucking Static X. And Limp Biscuit and shit that we heard in like early two thousand, over and over and over again. Like, who's keeping that shit going? Who's requesting it? Like, who's asking for Puddle of Mud and Nickelback to be playing on our radio Stephanie. stations? <laughs> it's kind of the no. the thing about uh, not Long John Silver's what Captain D's. <laughs> you remember the conspiracy you remember the conspiracy about that it's a money laundering uh scheme and they they're only open so they can funnel drug money and that sounds uh, like a legitimate situation i'm going down such a crazy memory lane right now. well when you think about it like you've never seen anybody at a captain d's no i, mean, like, I, I hear about them but i never go in somebody right now is having that like uh that Shutter Island moment where they're like, oh my God, every person that I thought I saw inside of a Captain D's isn't real. It turns out it was a Long John Silver. Yeah. Their family's like sitting behind them like, you need to let us go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's what, I think that's what the edge radio stations are. Those uh, new well, metal radio stations are. It's weird. Um, you know, that song video killed the radio star and it's interesting to see our our generation now because we watched netflix and hulu and amazon kill um standard television yeah. like nobody nobody watches television shows anymore except for like the voice and mm-hmm. and stuff like that but like Spotify you don't really see people watching all sitcoms that killed music industry yeah and then yeah, and then you look at that and go, man, like podcasts and and streaming music services like Pandora and Spotify. Why would you listen to the radio? Why would you ever turn the radio on right. and listen to what they want you to listen to when you can just 
hook your Bluetooth player up and listen to what you want to listen to anytime you want. Have I ever told you about the time that I was a celebrity judge for a chili cook-off? <laughs> I think so. I don't know if I've told that on this podcast, but I want to tell about, tell it now if I haven't already. But uh, I'm curious about this story. <laughs> Please do. I was okay. It was me, uh, my my friend who was on Big Brother. He, he oh, went yeah. to the radio station. He just ran. He goes, "Hey, uh, I need to fill these spots for a uh, celebrity celebrity judges for a cook off. You want to jump in?" I was like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> and so I was sitting there with like the news anchor lady um, from whatever channel news channel. Um, a guy that was on Hell's Kitchen um, from Arkansas. Did you say that guy was an asshole? Yeah, he he was the only person that wore his outfit of his of his celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, because nobody else, nobody would recognize him otherwise. I didn't wear MMA gloves <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a, a Razorback. One of the ra- one of the former Razorbacks. It's like a celebrity in Little Rock. Um, and then my friend that was on Big Brother and fucking me. <laughs> And I had to sit there and explain why I was there to people. You and should have just told him that you were uh, Ryan Gosling. I was just like, yeah, I'm a professional <laughs> MMA fighter. That's all I would say. And then they're like, right on. Um, but it was for The Edge, like whatever, that yeah. new metal radio station. A, I had the worst diarrhea I've ever had in my life because I had to try like <laughs> 60 different things of chili. And then when was the last time you saw a person wear fully blacked out contacts in public. Uh, Wes Borland from Limp Biscuit, circa 1996. Yeah, I saw three people wearing them at this chili cook-off <laughs> at the edge. <laughs> three legit people had blacked out uh, eyes. Either that or we had something real fucking weird going on in town. <laughs> but they'd come up and talk to us and you're like, yeah, you would buy blacked out contact lenses. The best part of those situations like that is, and these are the parts I like to think about, is there before that person got to that chili cook-off, they were at home. Oh, yeah. And there was, a, there was a time prior to them putting those contacts in where they weren't wearing them, and then there was a moment where they go, oh, shit, I got to get ready for this cook-off. No, it was Let probably go my contacts in. three hours ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like They were probably sitting on their couch watching... Uh, the price is right. Waiting for <laughs> time to leave. Like mom, is and it the time reason to go you had to yet? put him on three. You had to put him in three hours before. Is because they hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, your eyes have to dilate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's no way you can put those things in. I remember when uh, I was in high school, the Marilyn Manson thing was real big, where you wear like the the one contact lens that was like super white looking or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and then I'd ha- I'd have friends like sharing contacts. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you guys are all gonna get some sort of infection in your eye. You know, what was the funny, the weirdest thing about like going through the puberty ages of uh of like the Jinko era clothing. I loved it. Is how many like hot girls I thought were that were wearing Jinkos. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like I remember. I saw my first pair of boobs. It wasn't my first pair of boobs. Like my first pair of boobs of like, like this girl like willingly showed me her boobs. <laughs> not <laughs> let me rephrase. I never made anybody not willingly show me their boobs. But like, 
The first pair that I didn't see by accident. We'll say that. And uh, <laughs> which also doesn't sound any better, right? Because yeah. it's like, how do you accidentally see that many sets? I did actually. Yeah, I'll tell that story in a little bit too. But um, <laughs> uh, it was like this goth girl that was like in all baggy clothes and jinkos. Yeah, those are the best. And I was like, whoa, like she's beautiful. What's she doing wearing these jinkos? Like she's so damn pretty. And like, what the hell is she doing with this clothing choice? And I remember they all realized it years later. Yeah, I remember then just being like, "Wow, this is stupid." Like, they become Razorback cheerleaders. Yeah, there's Uh, so much more going on (laughs) under there. Oh, I know. Uh, I wasn't allowed to wear those, so my dad. uh, I'm I'm a far more understanding father than than my father was, Um, and I wasn't allowed to wear jinkos. I wasn't allowed to wear any wide leg jeans. Because my dad, he was a police officer and he was super strict. And for whatever reason, he associated those types of clothing. And looking back, totally agree with him now. Um, so I would have to sneak them. I would take them, put them in my bag, oh, and then put them on later. change it, it to school and yeah. then change before I got home. How much of, I don't think that the, those weren't like, they were associated probably with like hoodlums, but I would say mostly with just fucking idiots. You know, like, that's what it was. It, it was a, um, they were associated with the, what, what would you call it? I would it? have said uh, skater boy. It yeah, was. Yeah. I mean, I was a skater. Like, I mean, Johnny and I both were skaters. But it was the... Um, corn. The like, dead, people that listened, yeah. to, they were really into corn. We were in a lot of jeans. Corn and Slipknot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, life is peachy. Yeah, but, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the, that, the, the album where, like, all the people were, all the, like, kids were walking off the end or whatever? Yeah, and follow, it wasn't follow teacher. the leader, but it was something like that. Yeah, no, I think it was follow the leader. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I, so I submitted artwork for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, and it was it was like the best. I man, it was really good. Like I was pretty pissed off that I didn't win. I was. It was so good that I knew I was gonna win. Did it go and, boom? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Twist. Yeah. Um, no, I it was a really good artwork, and because they uh, they did a competition where they were doing fan submissions, and the winner got to um, it was for the album issues was the name of the album. Oh yeah, dude, and, I would have uh, given money. I wish. Imagine if you could get all of those right now, all those submissions, and just go through them. How? Oh, I know. Could you imagine like just the gold mines of hilarious? Uh, cringeworthy art that would be in that in those envelopes. Dude, mine was so. You know what? And here's the thing. I can't wait to my find sub- Mitch's. <laughs> I wish I still had it, but I don't have it because I mailed it to Corn. <laughs> um, what Jonathan so- Davis or whatever <laughs> has it now. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Davis now has it. Um, m- so mine was actually pretty close to what ended up being the actual cover because the actual cover ended up being like this little like teddy bear type um voodoo doll looking thing mm-hmm. um and what i did was i drew a, a teddy bear an actual teddy bear <clears throat> with a with a jester's hat on and it had pins like somebody had put pin cushions stuff in it all over it and it had like an one of its little button eyes was hanging off and stuff it was super good that's fucking deep bro i don't know why they didn't pick mine that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> what if they picked nobody's and just like stole yours I was like, yeah, we'll that's probably what it was one. they were like you know what this is close enough we'll change it a little bit and call it ours yeah they owe you a lot of money right now the pretty, uh pretty pissed off 
I forgot what I was going to say. You totally threw me off topic with corn. We won't way too far down that rabbit <laughs> Such hole. Such a great band. Yeah. That, honestly, the like the debut albums of those some of those bands I'm still into, like Slipknot's debut album, Iowa. Oh, yeah. That band, that oh, album was, great. was metal as tits, dude. That was a good album. And then, Wait and Bleed. Slipknot was one of the first um, super metal bands that I had ever really heard at the time that did the... Um, the melodic with the hard, you know, like the, the chugging Yeah. because wait and bleed, like Chris Taylor's vocals were pretty good. And now, and and we're actually kind of speaking in Stephanie's world right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Slipknot, Puddle of Mud, two of the greatest (laughs) bands. I don't think I have any Slipknot. I'm not, I'm not on my phone. I have a disturbed vermilion. But I like that song. Oh, the other yeah. the other band that um that I was thinking about that's never evolved and that can't evolve is I listened to one song of theirs, Dropkick Murphys. Like it came yeah. out up on my Spotify the other day. Shipping up to Boston? I don't know. It's whatever song that they got famous for that then they made Shipping every other song sound like that song. Um, well, because they're an Irish punk band, like that's what all Irish punk bands sound like. Like you can't, you can't have bagpipes in a song and make it sound different than another song that has bag bagpipes in it. That's fact. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you, every single song that comes on now of theirs, I'm like, fuck, dude, these goddamn bagpipes. Um, yeah, they're they they haven't evolved. Well, they can't. Like, right? no- they're stuck. <laughs> Can you imagine being like? We're just this shitty Boston Irish bar band, like punk rock band that will never, will be in every Mark Wahlberg movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're never, we're never going to actually have any success. No, no. But Mark Wahlberg's a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, Mark Wahlberg's playing a cop in Boston. We're on it. Yeah. We're yeah. there. Um, there. The, what if like, what if the Dropkick Murphys aren't actually a band? That's just Mark Wahlberg's theme music that's always playing. It's like that's his it. life music that's always going on. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, so we should go ahead and wrap this up because we're we're going. I'm sweating in this room right now, <laughs> and we're at like we've been going for I'm a while. So comfortable now. in my own kitchen. This is. I think this is a good episode though. Chris Benoit. Uh, I don't think there. Wait, you had Mitch. You had a uh, another spin to it, didn't you? Yeah, this guy that um, his whole thing. I kind of read through it while we were piecing it together and stuff. And his his issues were um, some of the strange coincidences. Like uh, um, he kind of alluded to the to what I apparently didn't realize was an already narr- an already established narrative that another wrestler had killed him and his family in a, in, in an effort to ruin his legacy um, and then somehow get him out of the way. But so he kind of like catalogs um, the week prior and all that stuff. And, you know, he had, it talks about the chain of events that kind of walk through and um, the, the bizarre stuff that he talked about. And we kind of, we already hit on it when we discussed it was, that he um, he came home and he killed his wife after he got back from the doctor's office, and then 
Uh, and she was found three days later with her hands and feet bound. Yeah. Um, and then it's, he, it, the guy says, you know, what happened between the time that Benoit left that the doctor's office and the time that Nancy was killed, which is his wife. And then Benoit allegedly stayed in the house with his son while his wife was dead. So like his son didn't, he didn't kill his son the same time he killed his, his uh, wife. Um, he killed his wife and then like put her body in the bedroom or whatever. And then like stayed in the house with his seven year old son as if nothing had gone wrong. Here's an like interesting days. theory that I had heard. Um, and with the, him feeding the Xanax to him, um, I think it adds up a little bit more than what people were giving credit for was um, what if he came home? So apparently the, the child, the seven year old child had some sort of disability mm. and uh, what if he had come home and Nancy, his wife, was abusing or killing uh, their child? You know, like you what see? if what if she fed him the, the Xanax and then he right. killed her as a result? Like, That's could... a, and then, you know, as a result of the 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 emotional toll that it took on him, the fact that he, his wife is now dead and his son is dead drove him to kill himself well it also said that he was so the two things that dispute this is one he was the the child was strangled Mm -hmm. ultimately so i think maybe like if it were to happen like maybe the stress of it all is like my child's like pretty much brain dead now anyways so i might as well put him out of his misery um and then uh the wife definitely died before the son right that's true and one of the strange coincidences was that um, on his on Benoit's Wikipedia page, somebody had posted about his wife dying. Oh yeah, that was debunked. Yeah, fourteen hours before. Yeah, that I read about that. The guy that had made that post actually came out. Uh, he said it was just a tragic coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I I don't think that one was. There's too much behind that. Ultimately, I don't, I don't think, think that anybody killed him. Or like no, there was no. Go ahead, Stephanie. I don't think his son uh, actually had anything wrong. They thought he did. Chris Jericho thought that he had some kind of X syndrome. Okay. But it turned out no. I or thought like it was he weird. Was like a mutant, like he had superpowers. He did. He Whoa. could climb up walls. I knew he. Uh, you're thinking of Spider Man, but he uh, <laughs> so, he could never but be I startled. Thought it was odd that he put like a a Bible and had quotes in the Bible next oh, to Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember oh, that. I didn't read about that. He had he had circled and like he had a diary where he'd written a bunch of that stuff down. Um but it doesn't sound to me like again, I'm not trying to hate on Christians, but it doesn't sound like anything that is outside of like the normal blabbering of a religious Christian person. You know, like right. it was also like I'm preparing to uh, to leave this body and it's like mm-hmm. dude that stuff you hear your preacher say like every sunday you know like that stuff so you're saying it didn't sound like he was premeditating anything yeah to me it didn't it's it was definitely dark stuff and like he was dealing with a lot of stuff but i don't know stephanie did you have anything in particular that like jumped out at you i just the whole thing of it it was i i, I couldn't wrap my head around it because i couldn't imagine you know, killing my spouse, then waiting a day and yeah. knocking out my kid, killing them. I think so, the thing with his partner uh, passing away, he had found his... Right now, that's what we got distracted from. His partner, Dave, uh, Eddie Guerrero, um, mm-hmm. 
was found like dead of like a, I think a cardiac arrest in his hotel room. And that apparently sent Chris Benoit to like a spiral downwards. And uh, I think that affected him more than what people realized. And probably is what led him to the drinking and drugs. Sure. That probably, you know, again, affected his CT to make him go crazy. Yeah. And a lot of people say, man, I just can't imagine um, somebody doing this. And it, so it's I, brain damage, I have a, you know, like huh? it's brain damage. It's it, it is. It's and a person that has brain damage doing things that a brain damaged person would do. You know, I have a personal connection to a case similar to this. Uh, it was a murder-suicide. Uh, it was an individual that I worked with. Um, and obviously this individual did not have CTE, but this person did have severe anger issues, uh, which in itself, um, if you think about it, you know, if you're, if you're suffering from severe anger, you have some sort of neurological issue developing or going on with you that is causing you to have these types of episodes or whatever the case may be but <clears throat> this individual ended up uh, he, he did murder his wife um it was here in cabot where i live um and then he killed himself um and his two children um luckily survived but he did take shots at them um to get them to leave the house they didn't want to leave the house and and uh, so he kept telling them to leave and get out of the house and this is this and uh, they refused to. So he did fire shots at them to get them to leave. Now, these are his own children. And so, you know, when when somebody is in these crazy type of situations that we can't possibly understand because we believe that we're completely sane in all cases, um, you know, this individual had no problem shooting a weapon at his own children uh, and then eventually, like I said, took his wife's life and then took his own life. Um and it was a pretty brutal incident um, that took place. So you factor in somebody like Chris Benoit, who has obvious um, traumatic brain injury. Um, and I don't think that people want to accept the level of cognitive ability that goes into or cognitive uh, capacity that goes into someone who has uh, or incapacitation with a brain injury like that. You know, I mean, how many times have we seen people that, have been in car accidents and stuff like that and had traumatic brain injuries yeah. and they can't even feed themselves. Right. And, yeah. Like, and, I mean, that literally controls everything. One little yes. thing goes wrong up there, you know, and it's, it's all gone. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that's where people don't understand, you know, and, and especially depending on what area of the brain is, is damaged, you know, uh, our brain, the frontal cortex and all the different uh, areas of the brain, they all control different things from motor function to cognitive ability to, um, the, your emotions. I mean, there are people who have brain damage who go from being the happiest person on the planet, then they suffer a brain injury, and now you know they can't keep from flipping tables over at a restaurant when the order gets wrong. Yeah, there's um, people. There's people too that like learn how to play piano because they got a brain yeah. injury. Like that actually happens. It's crazy. I know. So the fact they that wake that up can and they happen, can smell the color purple. It's really weird. Yeah, like a concussion could knock all kinds of things out of whack. That mm -hmm. doesn't surprise me at all. The thing that I think, I watched, go ahead, yeah. I was going to say, I watched a documentary about Savant, and it was a story of a, a guy, he wasn't autistic, but he played baseball, Little League, and he got hit really hard with like a line drive in his head. And afterwards, that made him become a Savant. That'd be crazy. Wild. What a, what and, a stroke of luck, you know? <laughs> I know you're you're nothing, guy. and then you get hit in the head, and you're like, I can do math. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But, what if it was a weird thing where like he uh he was just really good at speaking 
some weird language that nobody even cared about. He's like he really can, good at he, folding he those decorative re- towels. <laughs> and the like swans. <laughs> he could remember. It was very odd that it was annoying because he could remember the weather and what on whatever day it was on whatever day it was oh, and yeah. he's like it's nothing really cool it's really stupid yeah, <laughs> he was not happy with it at all did, johnny did you say you get really good at uh, making animals out of towels yeah like doing the, <laughs> the towel origami that they do at hotels yeah <laughs> um okay so but i i think ultimately there's no there's no mystery here an interesting case but i think that the thing that intrigues me the most and that we should dive into more is this idea that I was bringing up earlier that trying to link cases of CTE to maybe previous um, uh, or, or like uh, behavior that we see behavior patterns we see in these people. Um, right. And, and CTE is, is fairly undiscovered outside of football and boxing. Um, but they do talk about it with like rugby and, yeah ice hockey and stuff but you don't those sports for some reason you just don't hear anything weird coming out of those and ice hockey it would be the one i would consider i would think that would have like the most reported cases because that's extremely brutal there's um and so one of the things the interesting cases that got me like kind of stuck on this topic is there's a current football player i think his name is aaron Rodgers. i'm probably have this aaron rodriguez i'm no 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 not the guy that went to jail or whatever okay this guy like because they they felt that he had some issues yeah. with CTE that led him to some of those. Too. Yep. Um, Alex Rodriguez. No. I, anyway, go ahead. This, Aaron Hernandez. There we go. Aaron Hernandez. This guy that I'm talking about that is not Aaron Hernandez had an incident where he got major concussion in like 2016. And then all of a sudden started having problems with managers, having problems with coaches, players, and all these different uh, like turning on his best friends and stuff. Uh, in the years after that, everybody's been writing him off as like a prima donna. And then there's been a couple of people who are like, maybe this is something that we should look into. Um, but it seems like pretty compelling evidence. I want to be able to do that with some of these older boxers um, or older athletes. That What did Muhammad Ali, didn't he develop Parkinson's? Yeah, and that talks about um, some of the symptoms are kind of some of the, the symptoms same, yeah. are Parkinson-like symptoms and stuff. Um, so it's almost it kind of makes you wonder if if he did not have Parkinson's because I don't know how they diagnose that, but Man, I don't know if there's like a lipoprotein or something like that that that's more prevalent or something like that that they can diagnose it with. But I don't know how much of uh, his old fights you've watched, but I, I think it's like Muhammad Ali's like last fight against Leon Spinks. I think it was. Um, dude, it's, it's heart wrenching to watch cause it's a, just the amount of trauma. It, yeah. It's an old man that should not be allowed to be in that mm. ring. Like some of the fights that they allowed him to be in are just incredible. But then again, it's Muhammad Ali. Like you can't, right. you can't count him out. You can't say no to that guy, you know, and, but it's, uh, it's pretty heart wrenching to watch like his last fight. It was terribly sad. Um, yeah, it's no wonder though. And the, he took so much so much abuse it's insane um anyways let's wrap this shit up this was Stephanie. Uh, were you trying to add something earlier i was just gonna say that uh i what a little bit i read about ct it had links to alzheimer's parkinson's mm-hmm. even als oh i didn't so, know that. yeah not to be confused with asl 
<laughs> with Lou Gehrig's disease. The and ice bucket. So challenge. they were saying that um, you could have signs of this and it would actually be CTE. And I was thinking we should probably get a hold of Hillary Williams. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, she is a neurologist. She wants to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, this would be something that's definitely Now that we can do it through because... the Discord. Yes. Yes. We can actually We do also that need now. to shout that out because I'm going to. I'm going to try and post that this week as especially something for our Patreon members because we haven't been able to really put out much for them recently. Mm -hmm. Um, We're offering, we're going to, we're going to put our link up for our discord so that we can talk to everybody on there. You can ask us questions. We can communicate with everybody a little bit more easily. And it's just like a big hangout. Like if you get on here, for instance, like if I jump on discord and I see Mitch jump on there, I can jump in and like we can just have a quick conversation mm-hmm. and hang out and play video games together or something, you know. Oh, yeah, so like yeah. it's just a cool way, like especially right now during this quarantine shit, like jump in there and hang out with other people that listen to us. Jump in there and talk about jujitsu or weird shit. I don't care. Or get um, into arguments with blue belts on Reddit about the history of the twister. Man, it stresses me out when people start arguing on the internet. I can't. I can't handle it. I see people get Usually, like the the tiniest bit salty on Facebook, and I start getting angry that, <laughs> that they're getting so upset. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, I'll have like somebody will say something, and then I'll make a sarcastic comment, and then they'll respond back, and then I'll go back, and then about the third response, I go, "You know what, man? I'm really sorry. Um, I probably shouldn't have approached it this way." I have so many like Reddit posts that I tried to make and then the comments are like, this fucking sucks. You know, like, <laughs> or, or like one person says that and then another person's like, uh, you know, Hey, you typed this wrong. And then I take it as like oh, no. them saying like, dude, you suck at life. And I'm like, Oh man, I can't. I there are so many grammar Nazis. It's ridiculous. And it's because people just, it's like, uh, it's like Facebook and Instagram where they live for the likes. They want the upvotes. They, 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 yeah. they, there are guys and girls on there who literally make shit posts in hopes of getting like huge upvotes. It's, it's really all that weird. dopamine uh, hit. That's what it is, man. Yep. It's the same thing. All right. Let's get off of here and right. hope everybody can have their dopamine hits. Uh, I can't wait. If you're looking uh, for some more, we'll send you upvotes on our Discord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want uh, some In on there. 10 minutes, I feel like I'm going to get a text from Johnny that says, uh, none of this podcast recorded. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at it, it right be now. My fault this time. Well, no, it did recorded. It, it did record. Just both of them recorded. <laughs> we have okay. two. We have two separate sections that I have to put together now. That's all right. Um, and I'll YouTube, pay you the big bucks. The YouTube videos are always a crapshoot. There's no telling what that's going to turn out like. Oh yeah. I'm looking at the video right now, and my voice isn't synced up with the video, so who knows? All right, let's get off here.